which causes this, climate this, change. Yeah, and then because there's other yeah. things involved. Like, because um, Africa has the best resources in the world. That's why Western countries have been raping it. Well, and so here's the thing, though, is that we wouldn't have a leg to stand on anymore because if you have a cross-section of Africa like that, Jeez, it goes right yeah. through Ethiopia, and Ethiopians are overwhelmingly Christian. So are we going to be like, well, America will take Ethiopians, but we won't take any Muslims. And it's no. like, why would you even? And then it becomes, do we take anyone from Africa at all? No, or do we just go straight up racist from the beginning and say, well, we used to want to take all Africa, but now we ain't taking anybody from Africa. Well, and wouldn't did. that be irony, 360, all the way down? Like, we stole people, we kidnapped people from this region, but now, now that there could be displaced people because of a huge climate change that's happening mostly because of our carbon footprint because of our use of fossil fuels uh, would we close our borders we already have to, he didn't he, he didn't um, he already did, close did, didn't he call um those places shithole countries right, anyway right that's so right. i mean we're yeah that's but actually happening. I just think, like, I think we just uncovered something kind of big, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I no had no idea about, about that. I had no idea about that. That's crazy. And I guess I'm, and that's what's going with Europe right now. That's why you have these far right people coming out and wanted to close their borders yep. as well because they're afraid of the same thing that's going on here the browning of their country. But, but the thing is that the world that we all live on the same planet the world and when we used to steal people from certain places can we all be like hey everybody we're all people we all live here we have to together make some concessions so that we don't all die because what's to say that if the sahara is gonna displace these 20 million people what if it happens on what if there's all kinds of places where the deserts expand or things become either too cold or too hot and there are only these certain places that we can cohabitate on this planet are we all just going to start killing each other are we going to have a huge huge war is that what's coming and we're going to be like well sorry good luck uh you grew up you were born in a fucked up place but we don't give a fuck we're, we're closing there. our bar i mean is that we're already there it's they're just not saying it that way we're already there i mean we're not taking any more migrants in um from central america because i mean because it's the same thing the fear of the browning of america which is already going to happen anyway but the thing is it's like we have the we have the wrong fears then and we have to change we have to change the fears the fear needs to be maybe a respect for mother earth or father earth call it anything you want but we are fucking up right now oh god yeah and we are f and a lot of and i hate to say it but people haven't died in a while and a lot of people need to die we sort of need another world war ii situation like 25 million russians and I feel like there just there has to be sort of a, and I and I hate to use the word ethnic cleansing, but of all I feel like all humans, but maybe we need no. a common goal or something together. Like we really gotta. This is gonna be fucked up. I, I know what I know what ethnic cleansing I would do. All the racists. All the racists. But they're but they're already doing that anyway with opioids here in this country. See? That is. So That's, keep killing yourselves. Yeah, it's you're doing you're doing a favor. You're doing a great service to your country. I just, when do we when do we realize that more important than the creature comforts that we have accumulated within the last 
200 years during this industrial revolution, these cars, these phones, these these things to make things easier. Yes, was it difficult to have a cow and to milk it every morning and then take the cream and siphon it off and make your butter and then like keep your milk at a certain temperature so it wouldn't go bad? Did it suck before refrigeration because you had to consume all that milk or cook it or make it sour to do something else with it? But you ain't isn't my that... refrigerator. I'm I know, sorry. I know. Take, no, no, I mean, well, the thing is, though, that... No, I, I, I get it. But uh, some of the creature comforts I feel like are important, but I feel like if we get back as a people to dealing with the most important things, feeding each other, having a good time, not dying, uh, like, why do we need all this industry? Why do we need all these jobs? Like, if we could just, like... We're, grow food and eat it and hang industry? out and what jobs there's no industry really anymore well I mean, other than just tech industry yeah i mean there is that's the problem right now people aren't working and so when people aren't working they become destitute and when the and desperate and when desperation happens crime goes up and then People and then the education of people falls down too. And with the education of that, they don't know about how to take care of their environment. And they don't know how to take care of themselves better. They just yeah. listen. They just it's, passively it's just a cycle of cycle. shitty things that happen. Like for example, like the neighborhood I live in, I think if 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 the education would have been a little bit more, a little bit better, maybe we would have so many people that would litter on the street. Oh my God, which I, drives me crazy because. People do it here. They throw trash out the bus window. And I'm like, what? It's like, dude, you're right by a trash can. How lazy can you get and be? And I think the fact that matters, like the environment and the education, they weren't taught certain things. It was just like, well, it's just a bag. Well, that bag adds up. Right. It's just it, it, uh, it becomes a pileup of garbage, and that pileup and turns out to be a fucking island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Right. Every, and so every on. Plastic bottle. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I really, I, I really, I always get back to socialism because I think that if we could care, if we could just. Like, I get it. People want their creature comforts. I get it. But there is no reason why we can't provide food and shelter for every person on the planet. And you could say, what? Oh, there are people who are lazy. Why? You can't give them a handout. Just makes them lazy. It's like, no, people deserve food and shelter yeah I, those people who say stupid shit like that i'm like fuck you those are usually the ones that are lazy anyway that say well, st- silly shit like that and i love i was just thinking today i was like what are things that make me happy and honestly Healthcare. it was like no it was um the first thing i thought of was a really good um samosa fresh deep fried samosa that sounds or like a taco like a really like a really good street taco I'm hungry. and i know i am too but the first two things i thought of of things that make me happy were food and and then i thought well yeah i, I didn't think of my instagram account or my iphone or my that's sad. tv show i didn't think of that wasn't like things that make me happy i didn't i mean i thought of jonathan too but but if you think about things that make you happy it really doesn't have anything to do with the accumulation of stuff and things in your life and the buying and purchasing of things like sometimes they can accompany that like having a cute outfit on when you go get a delicious taco but 
I don't know. I just feel like we should be able to take care of everybody's needs. Because our needs really, truly, as humans, are pretty simple. Oh, absolutely. Feed Food, us. clothing, shelter. Give us a place to poop. Give me a place to lay my head and with that, where I won't get a hailstorm to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> I, I, need a, I need a safe place where I won't get smashed by a brick or a hailstorm at night. <laughs> that's, that's it. And a place to put, put my poop so that I don't have to, like, you know, put it on the street. I, just a <laughs> nice place. And food. Like... And even, you know, like real food. Now, I don't I, like apples and shit. You know, like yeah. like zucchini. <laughs> how how tough is it to get me a zucchini? Like, can we really? You're um, me hunger. I just, I I just don't understand why we we know what it takes to make a human being, and yet we, at least, as I'm speaking for American culture, don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, we know it's what it takes to make worse. people... It's getting even worse. I mean... It's getting even it's, worse. It's, it's so funny to me, because it... Going back to the poor white people that uh, voted for this dude, uh, you know... Keep taking more they, opioids. T- yes, that too. Please keep taking your opioids, folks. Because um, all that pain. All the <laughs> but, you know, they they have in their mind that they are one day are going to be like 45 or... They, that, An that, asshole? Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, a rich person. Yeah, like they have this silly notion that you know what? He's talking to people like me, but you're in your trailer, dude. And he's you actually have a great thinking- podcast from your trailer, though. Yeah. You should. You should. Anyone out there, if you're a dumb redneck and you want to fucking do a podcast from your trailer, please. I, I will listen to. It. I will call in. I'd love to talk to you about why and how you voted for that pile of dog shit that we have as president. I would love an informed discussion with you. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm Is it possible? It is, but you're gonna get really angry. I've had a discussion with one. They really, they really special. I, I really think by this point, there it's not, it's not even about. They're, it's a cult. What would they say it's about my climate, about our climate would, rant of today? You would say they, you ridiculous. No, they, they wouldn't say, say that. They, they, no, they wouldn't say ridiculous. They yeah. said that shit's not real. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, everybody. There's gonna be 20 million people leaving the Sahel. And they're going to want to come to a country near us. And I say, open the doors. I say, let everybody in. I say, we have to learn how to, we have to learn how to populate this world together. All of us. And, uh, don't let in the Russians. I'm kidding. I, 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 I just like, I edit. I'm just kidding. No, I know. As long as, as long as you believe in the constitution. And if we, uh, if we truly believe in the constitution of we, the people, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is, if we truly believe, if we the people truly believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is written on our constitution, if all of us can together say that's what we believe in, then we can all together say that people are important and taking care of their basic needs is the first way to help with pursuit of happiness. Basic needs met, 
then you can that's you how dare we try to go for happy without going first for basic needs met like how can you ever be one of the worst times in my life was when i couldn't find a public restroom in amsterdam and i was having so much fun and it was queen's day and we're having so much fun you could drink on the streets and i was like i'm having fun i'm having fun i have to pee i have to pee i have to pee i have to pee oh my god everything's about peeing all i can do is pee i gotta find a pee we gotta do this i'm gonna pee in my pants where i'm gonna go i don't know where to go this and this fun 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 time turned into like nightmare stress because i didn't have anywhere to pee and that is in the way of pursuit of happiness. We need, we need to find like a way as Americans to say we have heart and we care. And although the larger structure above us doesn't give a fuck about us because we are just consumers running around and they just want us to spend money, we have to know in our hearts that it isn't about the money. It doesn't take money to take care of people. The money's already there. It's just the allocation of the funds. There's no reason why we can't have bathrooms for people to go potty in in San Francisco. There's no reason why we can't be housing people. Amen to that one. There's no reason why we cannot provide food and access to food, to healthy choices and food for people in this entire country. It's that we don't want to. And we have to examine, like, how far have we gotten away from our Constitution? Yeah. And how we misinterpret it. And are oh. we going back to the days of, yeah, when it was written, those guys weren't talking about women or black people or brown people or yellow people or purple people. They were talking about white people, white male landowners. That's what they were talking about. So we're already changing the constitution in our own minds to suit our own needs. We're already doing that. So let's look at the words. We, the people, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Boom. Yeah, but... Again, the sad reality is some people like myself aren't aren't people to other people in their eyes. You know, we're still chattel. Right. You know, and, and the, this go the, this goes along with like when we were talking about um uh what's his face getting pushed. Oh right, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you know. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Thank you. Like fantastically, how, he's playing really fantastic. Like that's all they see him as, just to entertain. Man. And how you're not human, so I'm just gonna shove you. Tap dancers. Yeah. Ta- <laughs> Yeah, tap, 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 tap. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, that's just like the abuse that how certain people are treated. Just by an just owner. Be- that's even more like ownership by an owner of the other. That's like, that's uh, you're so mean. Yeah, exactly. You're that's- so meaningless to you because I own you. Yeah. I'm an owner. I own the team, therefore I own you. And that's not true because you're being paid a salary. I mean, and they're doing a great job. But but I feel that same way about, about NFL. I feel oh, like it's, I, a, it's yes. a slavery oh, thing. Oh, that is a plantation for you. And, I fucking do not then, like the Negro Football League. And then with all of the, all of the concussions stuff and they knew about it for years yes. and there was a cover up and they were still like ah let them hit each other and then even with after like PTSD and wife beating and all these crazy neurological yes. changes because of concussions and amnesia and all of these yeah yeah mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and dementia and early onset things are very big problems when they knew about they it they knew about that's it that's the thing they and they're still not about doing it. anything about well, it well it's the same thing with Vietnam it's the same thing in 65 we knew it was an unwinnable war they knew it they got the letters they they the McCarthy they knew and uh, 
Kamara, and they, we didn't do anything about it, and we still haven't done anything about it. And that lasted for another 10 years yeah. after 1965. Yeah, and we, and we still haven't done anything about it. So, like, you got to think, if these are things that we already know about and nothing's been done about, look at all the things that we don't even know about and what's not going to happen about. Like, what are the inside, underground shit things that are happening? Like, is, is there a room in the White House right now where they're fucking talking about, like, the global warming, like, and they're like, we got to keep negating it, everybody. We've got to keep negating it because we've got to get these borders intact. We've got to get these borders set up. we got to get this done and locked in so that when the 20 million people do try to seek asylum from the fucking sun, <laughs> we're not going to let them in. Like, Well, I mean, that's already happening with the people that are migrating uh, here from Central America because mm-hmm. it's what we did to Central America and what we still are doing to Central America and then the fact of the matter there's so much poverty mm-hmm. and people are getting murdered and slaughtered and then also too food again people are starving you know so it, I mean again that goes into that umbrella of a climate change as well so we are closing the borders on these migrants coming through Mexico and trying to get to us where before we would take them in so we, we've already started that yeah and have that, a heart and that America. hasn't even been a million people yeah. Yeah. So that's not even that scary influx. But again, it's that fucking racist white supremacy idea of like, we don't want to take those others because we want to keep it pure here. That's crazy. But we have a, such a big country. So like when 4 million new immigrants stream into England and they're trying to deal with it and they're a small country, we won't even take any. We're like, not even 10,000. We don't want anything. And, and But it's... We just have to change our mindset. We are, hey, we all live on the earth together, everybody. We know it now. We know the truth because we have the technology to see the truth. And so, but some people don't want to. Some people don't want to. Some some people just have so much fucking hate in their heart. Just just kill yourself. I don't even think it's hate. I think it's just they want to keep their money. Well, there are I mean, people with money that want to keep their money. There's that, but there's also two people who don't have money, right. who there's, don't, who just have so much fucking hate. Yeah, because if that person wasn't around, then I something would be better for my life. Bang. If they're somehow stealing my opportunity, bang. Without there them, if they didn't exist, I'd be doing so well. Yeah. Nah, if they didn't exist, you'd still be a pile of dog shit. Pretty much. <laughs> That's fine. And with that, <laughs> we just the AltaCast goes back to dog shit. <laughs> hey, uh, do something. Don't vote for that uh, pile of dog shit. Speak out. Wear a fuck Trump something. And uh, care about your fellow man, everybody. I don't mean, be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. It's San Francisco. Okay, bye. Sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> speaking of personal problems and technology, my phone's not working, so.
Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash conk, baby. Listening to one radio station. You need radio doing? station? You're filtering all, all the others. They are, they are tweeting in on all frequencies. And you're keeping them. So just listen to, to one specific six. Saturday into two? And you leave the sound quality, quality good and you understand everything that's playing. playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or two or more stage stage at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Benders brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not? to like. They even have counter offer inside frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tushar with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be...
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo Palamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, prison diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. Outside, the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell. How lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's mutinyradio.fm. Please keep a listening. Oh, baby, so 
Hamilton. I don't know how brave you are, but I'm afraid of waiters. Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu, next to the blue plate special I'm about to order, is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says a dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of fare. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. I mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no. Vegetable soup, just the way it's on the bill of fare. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can't hurt that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some cost in my beer. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Oh, well, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing. Eat the potatoes. Double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No. No, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? you have That's any? That's all van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or two without it. No, but look, Mister, you're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. Don't like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and French fried potatoes, and I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing to it. What? Either you take it to the... Ask the chef, the maybe... No, oh, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 no. No, so. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's doing. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. Well, maybe he's got a lot of p uh, pineapple no, juice or I something i got to get rid there. of this stuff first, see? 
Well, what, are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I don't have to eat. Yeah, but... You're here to serve me. Yeah, but... I want this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. No, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the car carrots and the peas is together and takes two men to pick the, pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it.
estaba bien por un tiempo volviendo a sonreír luego anoche te vi tu mano me tocó y el saludo de Te hablé muy bien y tú, sin saber que he estado llorando por tu amor, llorando por tu amor, luego de tu Sentí todo mi dolor, sola y llorando, 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 no es fácil de que al verte Yo estoy llorando, yo que pensé que te olvidé, pero es verdad, es la verdad, que te quiero aún más, mucho más que ayer, dime tú. No me quieres y siempre estaré llorando por tu amor, llorando por tu amor, tu amor se Y quedó llorando, 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 llorando. Flat Black Plastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. I'd like to present the next group, beginning with the pianist, Wynton Kelly.
the bassist is Paul Chambers. The drummer is Jimmy Cobb. On tennis saxophone, John Coltrane. On trumpet, Miles Davis.
I've got good news. That gum you like is gonna come back in style. Where we're from, the birds sing a pretty song. And there's always music in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Bruning and Dance of the Dream Man.
The concept behind the sandworms of Dune has attracted swarms of questions and speculations. The answer is that they are the mindless monster from the depths. At the same time, they are the guardians of the priceless treasure. They are both the source of treasure and the source of infinite danger. What is that except the embodiment of all the unknowns which confront questing life, questing awareness? Here is what it says in that definitive compendium the terminology of the Imperium. Shai Hulud, Sandworm of Arrakis, the Old Man of the Desert, Old Father Eternity, and Grandfather of the Desert. Significantly, this name, when referred to in a certain tone, or written with capital letters, designates the Earth Deity of the Fremen Hearth superstitions. Sandworms grow to enormous size. Specimens longer than 400 meters have been seen in the deep desert, and they live to great age unless slain by one of their fellows or drowned in water, which is poisonous to them. Most of the sand on Arrakis is credited to sandworm action. They are gigantic chemical engines, alive and driven by their own needs, converting the raw stuff of their planet by heat of friction and chemical conversion into the priceless spice melange and into oxygen. Yet, they derive from the little maker, the so-called sand trout, which is identified as the creature which sealed off their planet's water, making it into a desert. Here, then, is the sandworm of Dune as you first see it from a position in the ornithopter, piloted by the Duke Leto, accompanied by Gurney Halleck, the young Paul Atreides, and Liet Kynes, the imperial planetologist. Paul stretched up in the seat to peer ahead, saw a rolling yellow cloud low on the desert surface, some 30 kilometers ahead. One of your factory crawlers, Kynes said, it's on the surface. That means it's on spice. The cloud is vented sand being expelled after the spice has been centrifugally removed. There's no other cloud quite like it. Aircraft over it, the Duke said. I see two, three, four spotters, Kynes said. They are watching for worm sign. Worm sign, the Duke asked. A sand wave moving toward the crawler. They'll have seismic probes on the surface too. Worms sometimes travel too deep for the wave to show. Kynes swung his gaze around the sky. Should be a carry-all wing around, but I don't see it. The worm always comes, eh? Alec asked. Always. Paul leaned forward, touched Kynes' shoulder. How big an area does each worm stake out? Kynes frowned. The child kept asking adult questions. That depends on the size of the worm. What's the variation, the Duke asked. Big ones may control three or four hundred square kilometers, small ones. He broke off as the Duke kicked on the jet brakes. The ship bucked as its tail pods whispered into silence. Stub wings elongated, cupped the air. The craft became a full thopter as the Duke banked it, holding the wings to a gentle beat, pointing with his left hand off to the east beyond the factory crawler. Is that worm sign? 
Where the Duke pointed, crescent dune tracks spread shadow ripples toward the horizon, and running through them as a level line stretching into the distance came an elongated mound in motion, a cresting of sand. It reminded Paul of the way a big fish disturbed the water when swimming just under the surface. Worm, Kynes said, big one. The spice workers, threatened by the worm, are rescued from the factory crawler, which was working on the desert surface. And as the ornithopter takes off, Paul, crushed into a corner beside a window, stared down at the silent machine on the sand. The worm sign had broken off about 400 meters from the crawler, and now there appeared to be turbulence in the sand around the factory. The worm is now beneath the crawler, Kynes said. You are about to witness a thing few have seen. Flecks of dust shattered the sand around the crawler now. The big machine began to tip down to the right. A gigantic sand whirlpool began forming there to the right of the crawler. It moved faster and faster. Sand and dust filled the air now for hundreds of meters around. Then they saw it. A wide hole emerged from the sand. Sunlight flashed from glistening white spokes within it. The hole's diameter was at least twice the length of the crawler, Paul estimated. He watched as the machine slid into the opening in a billow of dust and sand. The hole pulled back. Gods, what a monster, muttered a man beside Paul. Then, after treachery has marooned Paul and his mother in the moonlighted darkness of the deep desert, where the giant worms abound, a new sound began to impress itself on them. A muted whisper, a hissing, an abrasive slithering. Worm, Paul said. It grew louder. Faster, Paul gasped. The first rock shingle, like a beach slanting from the sand, lay no more than ten meters ahead of them when they heard metal crunch and shatter behind them. Their ornithopter was gone. Paul shifted his pack to his right arm, holding it by the straps. It slapped his side as he ran. He took his mother's arm with his other hand. They scrambled onto the lifting rock, up a pebble-littered surface, through a twisted, wind-carved channel. Breath came dry and gasping in their throats. I can't run any farther, Jessica panted. Paul stopped, pressed her into a gut of rock, turned, and looked down onto the desert. A mound in motion ran parallel to their rock island. Moonlit ripples, sand waves, a cresting burrow almost level with Paul's eyes at a distance of about a kilometer. The flattened dunes of its track curved once, a short loop crossing the patch of desert where they had abandoned their wrecked ornithopter. Where the worm had been, there was no sign of the aircraft. The burrow mound moved outward into the desert, coursed back across its own path, questing. It's bigger than a guild spaceship, Paul whispered. I was told worms grew large in the deep desert, but I didn't realize how big. Nor I, Jessica breathed. Again, the thing turned out away from the rocks, sped now with a curving track toward the horizon. They listened until the sound of its passage was lost in gentle sand stirrings around them. And yet again, as the two fugitives must cross open sand in the night, you get an even closer look at the sandworm. We must walk without rhythm, Paul said, and he called up memory of men walking the sand, both prescient memory and real memory. Watch how I do it, he said. This is how Fremen walk the sand. He stepped out onto the windward face of the dune, following the curve of it, moved with a dragging pace. 
Jessica studied his progress for ten steps, followed, imitating him. She saw the sense of it. They must sound like the natural shifting of sand, like the wind. But muscles protested this unnatural, broken pattern. Step, drag, drag, step, step, wait, drag, step. Time stretched out around them. The rock face ahead seemed to grow no nearer. The one behind still towered high. Lump, 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 lump. It was a drumming from the cliff behind them. The thumper, Paul hissed. Its pounding continued, and they found difficulty avoiding the rhythm of it in their stride. Lump, 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 lump. They moved in a moonlit bowl, punctured by that hollowed thumping. Down and up through spilling dunes. Step, drag, wait, step. Across pea sand that rolled under their feet. Drag, wait, step. And all the while, their ears searched for a special hissing. The sound, when it came, started so low that their own dragging passage masked it. But it grew louder and louder out of the west. Lump, 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 drummed the thumper. The hissing approach spread across the night behind them. They turned their heads as they walked, saw the mound of the coursing worm. Keep moving, Paul whispered, don't look back. A grating sound of fury exploded from the rock shadows they had left. It was a flailing avalanche of noise. Keep moving, Paul repeated. He saw that they had reached an unmarked point where the two rock faces, the one ahead and the one behind, appeared equally remote. And still behind them, that whipping, frenzied tearing of rocks dominated the night. They moved on and on and on. Muscles reached a stage of mechanical aching that seemed to stretch out indefinitely, but Paul saw that the beckoning escarpment ahead of them had climbed higher. Jessica moved in a void of concentration, aware that the pressure of her will alone kept her walking. Dryness ached in her mouth, but the sounds behind drove away all hope of stopping for a sip from her still suit's catch pockets. Lump, lump. Renewed frenzy erupted from the distant cliff, drowning out the thumper. Silence. Faster. Flat Black Plastic is a show you listen to on MutiRadio.fm.
You got a cheap watch, about five dollars, six dollars watch. Or two dollars, $2.50. $5 or $2. I don't know which one to show you. $2. So what's the cheapest you got on watch? Cheapest. You got the money, though. How much? Well, I mean, supposing we have one for five. Have you got Well, could I put the puzzle on it? How much? About a dollar. Because every day I make three dollars, four dollars, five. You do make that much? Shining shoes? Yeah, because I go singing. Singing? What do you mean? Sing. Well, what does that do? Build up the business, pal? Yeah, yes. then a crowd comes. We got this one crowd. Yeah. We got two dollars in one crowd. Two bucks from one crowd. Yeah. Oh, 